This is the Christchurch Surbiton Hill Sermon Podcast Feed. These sermons have been taken from our YouTube Church Service Broadcast, which come every Sunday at 10.30 in the morning. You can watch the church service at YouTube or visiting our church website, ccsurbiton.org. We pray that you'll know God's richest blessings. Before we turn to today's reading, I want to take this opportunity to say again our heartfelt thanks to everybody at Christchurch and Emmanuel. And I particularly want to thank you for four things. First, I want to thank you for your encouragement. You have encouraged Sarah and me and each of our children in the time that we have been here, and we have been hugely blessed by that. I want to thank you for your prayerfulness, for the ways that you have prayed for us. We know that God works powerfully through prayer and we can all pray in different ways some pray a little and some pray a lot so thank you for praying for us and for the ministry at Christ Church and Emmanuel I want to thank you also for your generosity of spirit thank you for all the practical ways that you have supported us and for the ways that you show your commitment to ministry at our churches that is hugely encouraging And then finally, I want to thank you for your commitment to see Jesus honoured, working together, whatever our difference is, to help people come to know Jesus and to grow as his disciples. It has been a huge blessing for us to serve here, to live here and to serve here for the last 12 years. And we are really excited as we look ahead to the next phase of ministry here in Surbiton. We know that you have faith and faith-filled leaders and staff and church wardens and so we look forward to seeing how God opens up the the next phase of ministry here and we trust that God will lead you through the vacancy into that next season. So let's turn together to our Bible reading and before we do that let's pray. Father your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We believe that. And so we ask that you will speak to us today. Will you help us to listen? Will you help us to put you above everything else in our lives? We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, over the last few weeks at Christchurch, we have been looking at the Sermon on the Mount, and we have found in Jesus' words great challenge and also deep comfort. And that continues today. Great challenge and deep comfort. Jesus makes it clear that we face a choice as to how we live our lives, a choice as to what is important to us. We can choose to live for the here and now, for the things of this world. And if we do that, then we have to face up to the reality that all that we're working hard for in this world may disappear. Or we can choose to have a different mindset, a different set of goals. We can choose to live for God's kingdom, for God's purposes. And then we can know the certainty that all that we have worked for will last into eternity. Have a look again at what Jesus says in verse 19 of chapter 6. Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. I wonder if you recognise the truth of Jesus' words there. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. 
Isn't that so true? We've been packing up the vicarage over the last few weeks. And I guess if you've moved house or if you've perhaps done a sort out during lockdown, then you may have noticed this too. Things that you had stored away in the loft, holding them for the future, have been damaged, damaged by damp or other things, and they become useless. And so I've had to do quite a few trips to the tip recently. Or maybe in your house you move a piece of furniture and you discover that the moths have been busy underneath and the carpet is destroyed. We know this happens, don't we? We know that the things of this world do decay. I can remember clearly uh, a number of years ago when I was in my house, my parents' house. I was alone there. I was upstairs in my room studying and I heard somebody downstairs, which was strange because I thought the house was empty. So I called out, but nobody answered. That was even more strange. And then as I went to the window and looked out, I saw somebody going out of the house and out of our front gate with our video camera, video recorder underneath their arm. We know that happens, don't we? Moths and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. So the question is, if we know that, will we make the obvious choice and choose to set our hearts on heaven, on God's kingdom, on things that will last forever? Again, I want to say how grateful I am to God that here at Christ Church and Emmanuel, you model this so clearly. In a world that so often says, hold on to things for yourself, hoard things for your own use, live for now. In this culture, so many of you are choosing to walk a different route, choosing to walk the path that Jesus calls us to walk here. Being generous, generous with our time, with our gifts, with our words, investing in God's kingdom, literally investing with, God, with money into God's kingdom, saying that we want to use what we have and what we earn to put towards God's kingdom. And here's Jesus's comfort. When we do that, when we choose to walk that way, even if we don't always see the fruit now, we know that we have invested in something that will last for eternity. Well, what might that look like practically? What might it look like? Here's a few suggestions. Maybe instead of staying at home on a Friday night, putting your feet up after a hard week at work, you decide that you want to commit to youth work. And at times you wonder, is that worth it? And Jesus says, you are building for eternity. Yes, it is worth it. It will last forever. Or perhaps you're involved in the Sunday lunch team. You could go home after church on a Sunday, or you could stay at church and serve people. Is it worth it? Jesus says, yes, it is. You are building for eternity. Or perhaps you're sharing your faith with a neighbour. It would be easier to talk about the things of this world, to talk about politics or sport or weather. Is it worth it? Is it worth asking questions that will lead to a conversation about Jesus? might get difficult, it might get awkward. But Jesus says, yes it is, because you are building for eternity. Or perhaps financially, think about this, you have committed to give a percentage of your income to church, or perhaps to making a legacy provision in your will, and you wonder, is it worth it? There'll be some sacrifice. And Jesus says, yes it is, because you are investing in something that will last for eternity. He says, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. And when your heart is set on God's kingdom, then the fruit of our lives 
is fruit that will last for eternity. Look again at verse 21. Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I love it when we read different parts of the Bible and we see different parts of the Bible saying the same truth, but perhaps from a different voice, a different person or a different time or a different context. Listen to some words that the Apostle Paul wrote and see if you can see how similar they are to Jesus's words here. From Colossians chapter 3, Paul says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Aren't Paul's words there just so similar to those of Jesus? Encouraging us to set our hearts on heaven, to live for heaven now. So to finish, Jesus gives two really clear words of warning to us to help us make that choice. And I'm going to phrase them both as questions. So the first question is this. It's about our eyes. What are we looking at? Because what we spend our time looking at will do more than just be processed by our optical nerve. It will leave more than just an imprint on our retina. It will shape our life. That's what Jesus says. Look at verses 22 and 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness... How great is that darkness? So Jesus' question for us is this. What are we letting our eyes linger on? Things of this world, things that will pass away, or things of eternity, things that will last forever, things of God's kingdom. What are we looking at? Here's the second question. It's about our hearts. Who are we serving? Often we think that we can put two things at the centre of our life. God and God and money, God and stuff, God and our own ambitions. But Jesus says it doesn't work like that. Verse 24, famous words, no one can serve two masters. You cannot serve both God and money. So Jesus says we need to choose. And when we choose God, when we choose his kingdom, his purposes, then we know that the fruit of our lives will last for eternity. Now, I thank God today for everybody at Christ Church Emmanuel, for all of you who are choosing to put God first, to live for his kingdom. You are an inspiration and an encouragement. You are modelling what it means to live Jesus-centred lives. Take heart, from your life there will be lasting impact of lives changed for eternity, of glory being given to God. And as well in giving thanks, I want to pray that each of us can make the daily choice to follow Jesus. And that will mean very practical decisions. Choosing to live each day for his kingdom and not our own. Choosing to live each day by his values and by his teaching and by his standards and not our own. Not to go with our own heart when that's leading us astray. Not to go with our culture when that's leading us away from Jesus. But to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. In 1956, a man called Jim Elliot gave his life 
trying to reach a people group in Ecuador who'd never heard the good news of Jesus Christ. He literally gave his life sharing the good news about Jesus so that people who'd never heard it before could discover God's forgiveness and God's grace. And what set his life in that direction was a conviction that he wanted to build his life for eternity. He wanted to base his life on God's kingdom. A few years earlier, he had written in his diary these words. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Let me say that again. He wrote these words. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. In other words, he was choosing to live for God's kingdom, not holding on to the things that would never last, letting go of them, but choosing to live his life for God's kingdom. And in doing so, he's inspired many. And Jesus says to us, that is the decision we face. Will we store up for ourselves treasures on earth where they'll disappear, where they won't last? Or will we store up treasure in heaven? And he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we recognise that we face a choice every day in our lives, a choice to live for you and your kingdom. Will you help us to do that? And today we thank you for those who have inspired us to live for you and your kingdom. We thank you today for the inspiration of those who gave up so much that Christ Church and Emmanuel could be built and then could continue to grow through the generations. And we pray that in our time and in the generations to come, we will continue to be people who are ready to live for your kingdom, bearing fruit that will last for eternity. And so we pray that you will help us to set our hearts and our lives on your kingdom and your glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.